Welcome to Power Talk Podcast, where the talk is interesting, informative, and powerful. Welcome to another podcast with Pastor Paul Giacotto and Reverend Matthew DeLeon. How are you doing this morning, my pastor? Oh, doing really wonderful. Good, good, good. We are fastly, quickly approaching our Christmas holiday. Oh, man. Uh, can you believe that? No, I can't. Cyber Week's already gone, and you know Black Friday's already beyond, behind us now, and now we're just soonly approaching Christmas. Can you believe it? I know, I can't. Wow. I can't. Merry Christmas. I know. And, and Happy New Year, you yeah. filthy animal. You filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, before we get into our topic, I mean, God is so good, Pastor. Yes. I, I know right now with uncertainty of the election and a bunch of different things of COVID, God's been good, Pastor. And Amen. I've been listening to your messages and just really been encouraged by what you've been talking about in regards to the church and, some, and the roles, yeah. like the pastoral role and the congregational role, yes. and waiting on God, worship, the Word, and the works of God. I mean, these are really pivotal messages. You know, what makes them so important is that most of us grow up in church, but we don't really understand the whole dichotomy of what church really is. Yeah. Uh, we're not really taught. We just kind of jump right in from the time we're young, and we just kind of follow right along with what we understand or what we see of church, and we kind of assume a certain responsibility based off of what we've kind of learned, you know, uh, just by going. And uh, I really want people to understand it's that there's more to church than just attending service or or being a part of a program or or anything like that, that there's a whole lot more that went into the church when God created it and at the inception of it. So it's been really vital and important, I think, that either for those that have either been going for Maybe forever and a day. Maybe they were, yes. grew up in church and they still don't really understand what the premise mm-hmm. and the foundation is of the church. And then secondly, for those that really have no experience of church whatsoever. I was getting ready to talk about that because you said, was it only 4% is churched right now? What was that? Yeah, well, it, it, as far as those under the age of 18, only 4% are church. So you're talking 96% pastor who are possibly watching this message or listening to this podcast or watching your messages have no idea what church structure is. Yeah, for sure. And that has become a a huge factor in a lot of people determining as to what church they go to, how they attend, uh, what it is that they think about when they attend church or, or when they choose not to go to church on a, on a Sunday. And, you know, and they don't really understand the importance of why God called us to gather together as one body, right. not, not just to, to be a body of believers in the universal sense, mm-hmm. as far as, in other words, you're a Christian, I'm a Christian. Right. That makes us the church, right. the church. But what about the gathering that's so vital mm-hmm. to those individuals that make up that church that, that is so extremely important and uh, vital because what it does is it's, it, it encourages us, it, it, you know, it keeps us accountable. But most of all, God loves unity yes. when we're all of one heart, one mind, and one accord, where we actually come together for one purpose for just a brief moment. Right. And celebrate Jesus. I love because the four percent we're talking about. Now we're going to go ahead and to kind of uh, bridge over to the people who are older than yes. eighteen, who are like yourself and myself, who, yeah. are, who are in our forties, and we've seen the importance and the value of church. Yes, and now it's now reaching. Yeah. That people outside the church, the four walls of the church, yes. by being the example, being that light, and walking out the scriptures that our pastors have set forth for us to do. You know, uh, they say that uh, the average church only wins like less than one one person per year. Uh, and I don't know the exact number today, but I know that back several years ago, it would it took n- 
minimum of a thousand dollars per uh you know per per for every person that was one to the lord it took a thousand dollars to win wow. them wow. and so my point in simply is saying that is, is that uh, what happened is is that even the church those that have been uh faithful attenders members right. you know uh you know maybe even part of programs maybe even teaching bible studies mm-hmm. they have taken it even for granted what church was really intended for is that mm-hmm. we go to honor god and after we leave from that four walls that we go back out there and we yeah. honor god more yeah. by sharing that gospel with others mm-hmm. it's not to keep it walled within the four walls right. or within our own homes it's to take it outside of that jurisdiction after we've been filled up, you know, right. just like they were in Acts chapter two. They were right. filled. Mm-hmm. After they were filled, they went out, and it says the Lord grew the church. Why? Because these people didn't know how to minister. Right. You got to remember, they weren't really taught how to minister. Right. But the enthusiasm, right. the passion, and the uh, of the presence of God that yeah. came upon them and came down upon them was so exciting to them. Mm-hmm that they couldn't help but not tell someone. And we see this all throughout Scripture in the New Testament. When Jesus would heal somebody, what was the first thing they wanted to do? They either wanted to follow him or they wanted to go tell somebody. Because that's what the Holy Spirit does. It incites a spiritual riot. I heard the word testimony used before. It says, Lord, do it again. Yes. And they saw it, and it's like, Lord, do it again, which, like you said, talked about, in passion. Um, other words that kind of associate with that word, where we're living that out yes. with such integrity yeah. and such a such a vigor that we can't stop thinking about it. That's right. And I want to share it with you and everybody else I come in contact yeah. with. Lord, do it again. And, Lord, do it again. And ultimately, that's what church is about: is that we would take and redo. It's a mm-hmm. it's a spiritual cycle that was set up by it through divine order by Jesus himself, yeah. was that you would come in, you'd get filled. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you have to be filled up with the Holy Spirit, or whatever, but I'm just saying it's stirred up. Yeah. You know, like Paul told Timothy, Absolutely. stir up your most holy, holy gift. gift. The reason he told Timothy that is because he knew Timothy was going to go through hardships and trials like we all do. Right. He knew Timothy was going to come across hard and tough situations to deal with. Right. He knew that Timothy was going to have to be in front of people and share that gospel. He knew that he would have to encourage people. Right. That means you're always giving out and so he knew that timothy you're not going to be stirred up by the people you go to you're going to have to learn to stir it up yourself and so that's what church gives us the opportunity to do is stir up that gift Mm -hmm. so that way we can go back out and be prepared for every situation including the gospel wow and that's so powerful because so many people need to hear the good news yes they do because they're living in bad news yeah. They're, they're living. I mean, look at our social media right now. Yeah, filled with diff- a variety of bad news. Yes, and, and if the church doesn't rise up and spread the good news, what hope is there? There's not a lot. Uh, there's really not a lot of hope. There is no. You know, the truth is, is that you could live a good life, but without Jesus, you still have no hope. Because yes. remember, yes. hope is always futuristic. Mm-hmm. Hope is never just about the moment. Hope is always in, in the fact that because of who I know now. Yeah. I have a future. So my hope is in Jesus. Therefore, I have a hope because in the future, I've got something to look forward to. I've got something to hold to. I've got something that he's giving me that he isn't just giving to everybody. It's only those who want him. I love it because Romans 1 says there's a hope that doesn't disappoint, but that rests in the love of God that empowers the gospel. Yeah, that's good. Can you? I mean, to me, the gospel, the love, is it, it's a batteries to the gospel. Yes, it is. God's love. And it just keeps going and going like the Energizer Bunny. That's exactly It keeps right. going and going. But my point, to your point, is it doesn't disappoint. No, it does not. That doesn't disappoint. So we can grab a hold of that. 
And it's going to change people's lives. It changed your life, Pastor. And yep. It changed mine as well. And, and that brings us to kind of the subject that I know that we want to talk to talk about because in Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for. You know, that hope is that hope is something that even though we may not see exist at the moment, yes. it eternally exists in God. Yes. Faith is an eternally existing substance. Mm-hmm. That exists in him. And so because it's eternal and because it's divine, because it's supernatural and because it's spiritual, what happens is is God is saying, Paul was telling us, or the Hebrews, which I believe was Luke, uh, Luke was sharing that, look, the very faith that you have Mm -hmm. is the very thing that gives you the substance of the thing that you're also hoping for. So it's it's very futuristic that although you may not see it at the moment, trust mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. faith is at work. Yeah. Faith is already being motivated by your personal belief yeah. and some and other things that, that that contribute to faith. Yeah, and we know there's automatic we we automatically have faith within us. Jesus said we speak life or we speak death. That tells me if we speak in death, faith is activated in the reverse yeah. way. Yeah. Versus when we have life, we speak it by faith because that's the truth of God's word. That's why even Paul said in Romans, he says, for all have been dealt a measure of faith. There it is. We've true. all been dealt a measure, and that word measure means equal portion. In other words, we've all been given the same amount of faith. Yeah. We've all been given the same amount of faith from the time we were born. Now we get to take that faith and we get to deny God or accept him. We either reject him or receive him. And so we live in a world that has to make that decision. This is why you don't find very many people that don't at least, well, I should say at the very least, haven't heard about Jesus. They may not know the gospel story. They may not know all of the ins and outs of the of the Bible that you and I read. But in some way or another, they've heard about Jesus in some way. You know, one of the largest religions in the world is Islam. And Islam encompasses roughly between a billion and a half to two billion people. And do you know that every every person who's part of Islam has heard about Jesus? Mm -hmm. Now, they don't believe in Jesus in the aspect in the way we do. They don't see him as being all God and all man. They've seen him as just being all man who happened to be a good prophet. So they don't really deny the validity of Jesus. But at the same time, they have heard. Right. Now, what they choose to do with Jesus right. is still up to them like anyone. Right, because they deny his sovereignty. Yes, they deny his sovereignty. And because of that, you know, it's still either an acceptance or a rejection. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do accept him as a man. They do not accept right. him as, as a, you know, a, a divine being or a deity known as Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Right. And so because of that... They deny him all of the work and the attributes that he could do through them, right. like he does through all of us. Right. And one is the salvation that comes first. And then, of course, then the next is the other things. Yes. And, of course, you have to have faith in God. Mm-hmm. And so faith in God is, is key. That's why he gives us that faith. Mm-hmm. We, he's always going to give us that opportunity to, to have known him in some way or another. Right. And that, that same faith is used even if you don't know him. Let me right. give you an example. I remember my... Uh, my grandparents used to be um, of missionaries or evangelists, whatever, you, however you want to call them, to the streets of San Francisco, yeah. the Haight uh, Ashbury of all things in wow. the '60s during the hippie movement. It's pretty high during that time, man. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty amazing. Some of the stories that my grandparents have told me and the things that I've known. And plus, in the '80s, they were called to go back out again for another four years. So, wow. literally twenty years later, twenty years after their first. Uh, trip mm-hmm. or missions to the streets. Yeah. 
my the Lord called my grandfather again in the eighties, wow. uh, the late eighties, to go back again for the last four years until he passed away. Mm-hmm. And uh, but one of the things that was interesting there was a story that my grandmother had told me. She said that she had walked up to this young girl. You know, she was a hippie, a young lady, but it was a hippie, and she had walked up to her and she started talking with her just to get to know her because it was pretty common for them to kind of build that that little rapport, or that relationship, or so to speak. And in the process of talking to her, she asked her, she goes, by the way, I am a Christian. Mm -hmm. And she goes, do you know who Jesus is? Mm -hmm. And she said the whole time that she was talking to this young woman, Mm -hmm. she said this young girl was actually smiling the whole time. She said she, my grandmother said it was unusual. She goes, I've been out there. And even when they're putting a smile on, it's usually because they're going to want something from you. Mm -hmm. She goes, this smile was different. And she goes, I could tell. But honestly, she goes, I didn't. I didn't know at the time what the smile was about. Right. And so this young girl smiling while well, as my grandmother begins to tell her about Jesus mm-hmm. and begins to share with her about the goodness and the gospel yeah. uh, and what Jesus can do for her, this girl just is smiling from ear to ear. Wow. And the girl, after my grandmother was done talking, she says, so do you know who this Jesus is? Mm-hmm. And the girl says, I do know. I just didn't know his name. And my grandmother said, well, how did you know about him? She goes, the other day I was looking around, Mm -hmm. and I looked up, and I saw the mountains, and I saw the sky. She goes, I knew there had to be someone or something greater Mm -hmm. to be able to do that. And she goes, I kept asking him, if you are a real person Mm -hmm. that created all this, then show me. And here you are today talking to me. Uh, My grandparents had many stories like that. So, yes, it takes a certain amount of faith to be able to believe even in something the what we would know what Paul called the unknown or unseen God and it what he said in Corinthians when he said that they were worshiping you know you see we don't know we may not know him by name but God gives us the kind of faith that we can all reason that we can all validate it simply by looking to the heavens and saying that can't be here by accident. Exactly. I remember that you said this many, many years ago. It was like, I don't know everything. And forget. sometimes you have to forget what you know right? and, and embrace something from the Lord. Yeah. Because what we've been taught would will counter what God is trying to teach us Yes. from my childhood. And I remember, when you, I can't remember how, how you said it verbatim, but I, it just ministered to me. Yeah. It was something along the lines of, I don't know everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just coming to that conclusion, God, teach me. Yeah. And coming to understanding, God, I don't know it. You know, it takes a whole lot of faith to put your trust into someone. That's good. Someone that you that you honestly, you don't know how he's going to give you the answer. Yeah, you know, we always, good. it's real natural for us as ministers. You and I both know this. Mm-hmm. It's real natural for us as ministers to say, well, we get all of our answers from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I don't disagree with that. Sure. Or we get our answers from 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 the Holy Spirit. I, I agree. Sure. But if you read the Bible without the Holy Spirit, if you're not really looking at it for the purpose of really learning the God of the Scripture and the God who gave us the Word, Mm -hmm. you're not going to see it. And the truth is we know this because there's many religious faiths and beliefs that actually believe in the Word of God. But they do not. Mm -hmm. They do not see what we see. They do not hear what we hear. Why? 
because they don't really have the faith and the trust in the God that we do. So remember, it's the God that speaks with that small steel voice. It's what he speaks to us after we read the word. It's what it's what we're learning when we do hear somebody preach the word, or when we or when we are sitting contemplating on in uh, contemplating on the things of God, and we're putting you know and we're thinking. It's the small still voice that all of a sudden that little nugget drops in there, and you're like. Oh, wow, I get it. You see, that's faith. Yeah, yeah. That's faith at its very finest because it, faith encompasses trust. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it just, and I'm not just talking just a natural trust. I'm talking a trust that says, I'm believing in something that I have never seen. Yeah. I have never touched mm-hmm. and I've never, uh, that I've never experienced outside of the fact that I know that he's real. Right. Now, as a result, I have experienced the Lord. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying is, is that my experiences don't necessarily teach me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes my experiences right. just stir me. That's right. You know, when I go to church, I'm I'm stirred mm-hmm. almost every service. Right. But I didn't necessarily learn anything. Right. I just got stirred. Exactly. And that keeps me motivated. Yes. But what about those silent things that you don't hear from God mm-hmm. verbally, right. like me and you right here with right. a loud, audible voice? Yes. What would I, What about when he can speak to you, that still, small voice, that you can't really hear. Mm-hmm. And people, if you tell them, well, I know I'm hearing God's voice. And you'll be like, and most of them are going to ask you, well, what does it sound like? Right? right? right. I know that I used to. Right. I've always wondered, before I really gave my heart and life passionately to the things of God, mm-hmm. I always wondered, what did that voice sound like? What are right. these men hearing? But now I understand it. Mm-hmm. I don't hear it audibly. Mm-hmm. But yet I hear it loud in my spirit. Mm-hmm. And I can't explain that except that sometimes it comes as a vivid picture. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I instantly get a vivid picture of something. I can't explain why that vivid picture comes. And you say, right. is it in your mind? No, it's somewhere deep inside. I can't explain it. Yeah. You said we're a three-part being. We're spirit, soul, soul. and body. Yes. So it's not coming from our soul. Right. And it's not coming from our body. Right. It's coming from our spirit. Yes. And your spirit is very much connected to your body and your soul. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And what happens is, is when it comes from the spirit, what happens is it leaks over into your soul. Mm-hmm. And your soul mm-hmm. tries to reason it. Well, right. it, it mm-hmm. does. it's very hard to reason with your soul things of the spirit. Mm-hmm. This is why it takes it takes God to be able to reveal himself. And when that revealing comes, it uncovers something that your spiritual eyes couldn't see before. And it takes faith to be able to see that. So when I went into ministry, I said, Lord, I I believe that there's more. I know that there's more. I want more. Mm -hmm. But it had, it took me stepping in by faith. Now I know this, understand this. A lot of people don't understand this is that when I first rededicated my life, I never got any real revelation. Okay. I just was excited. I was I was at the point of being stirred. And I would go and I would get stirred week right. in and week out. Right. And for about the next four months, and yet I would listen to these ministers that I truly love, everything from my pastor yeah. to other ministers and preachers. Uh, I had a, a, a teacher that ministered to us and really taught us some things God, And they were teaching these deep things. And I remember they would look in the Bible and I'd be like, how did they pull that out of there? Where did, how did they see that? Were they magicians? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, who? T- how did they see the words beyond the words? And uh, I remember for about the next three to four months, I really, really fought for it. And I kept saying, God, I know that there's more here. I know that there's more that I'm not seeing. I want to see those deep things. Right. And I remember Pastor was talking, Pastor Arthur, who's my pastor and my spiritual father. He was ministering as usual on faith, but uh, he he was talking on faith. And it was interesting. 
he started talking about the word and how powerful your words are and stuff. And it just, I don't know, it just never really clicked on me. Well, at that time, I was really into the Genesis thing. I love Genesis 1. And yeah. I don't know, it was just one of those things I just thought was so unique. And yeah. and and I love to think about how in the world God could have done that creation and how did that yeah. work. And I was listening to other Christians that were uh, Christian science, not yeah. Christian science, but, you know, uh, creationists, I should yeah. say. That's there we right. go. That's right. Creationists that were scientists. Mm-hmm. And uh, just listen, I'm like, oh, I just loved it. You know, I don't know. I just love the science of the Bible, too. And uh, Pastor was talking about, you know, us vocalizing and the things that we speak and the power of life and death are in the tongue. And, you know, the and, and I'm like, it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And it says, to say to this mountain, be thou removed. And I'm like, I don't know why, but that day I was reading Genesis 1. I think it was like verse 3 and 4. It says, and God said in the beginning. And God said, and God said, and I'm like, wait a second. When I always envision God, I'm always envisioned him like with a big table of all the ingredients that he needed and him saying, say, okay, I need dirt. I need seeds. I need this and I need that and kind of clump it all together and boom. You see him using his hands. Yeah. I see him using his hands basically. And all of a sudden it, it just clicked. He said it. He didn't create it with his hands. He didn't mold it with his fingers. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a table full of supplies. Right. He didn't do like what we would do, go down to Michael's, buy all the stuff that you need to put together exactly. your piece of artwork of whatever you're going to do. Exactly. No, he literally just said it. There was enough creative power in just his tongue mm-hmm. that I'm like, what kind of faith is that? Wow. And that's when all of a sudden I started seeing things. And but but understand the only reason I be, I saw it that day, mm-hmm. even though I'd heard this message and I'd been hearing it for months, right. people had said it already. Pastor had probably spoken it. My the, the several ministers were talking about the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. It just never really dawned on me. I thought it was more of a you know negative and positive thing. Right. Don't speak negative. Don't you know start speaking right. positive. And it had nothing to do with that at all. That's a mental thing. Right. This was a deep spiritual truth, and but the reason I received it finally, and when and when it said and God said, it just like clicked mm-hmm. daylight, literally like the God called the first day day right. because of the light. Right. It was like a light bulb went on in me, mm-hmm. but it took faith to have that. Right. It took my faith to believe in that, and it took about three, four, or five months, roughly, in there before I finally got that. I'll see another ingredient if you don't mind. Yes. It was your hunger and passion to know and to press. Yes. You kept pressing in, even though you didn't see it right away. Day after day, you were pressing. God, there's more. Yes, there's more. Very much. And to me, it was like you were pressing in, no different than your grandmother speaking to that young lady. Yes, she was pressing in. Yes, saying God, there's there's got to be a God. There's got to be creation. I see the sun. I see the mountain. She was pressing in, yes. which uh, which uh, almost had that encounter with your grandmother. You, you know, you you got to understand part of, of faith. A lot of people don't really understand the different levels of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's different levels to faith, mm-hmm. but one of the level, uh, but one of the things that's required in order to reach a level, it's mm-hmm. not a level in itself, yes. but it's required to reach a level. Mm-hmm. Is you've got to have the tenacity to press in. Mm-hmm. And I pressed, mm-hmm. and I pressed, and I pressed until one day mm-hmm. I got it. And then it was interesting because I really didn't get much revelation after that right. for probably another couple of months. And yeah. I was almost a little discouraged. And I was like, okay, here I am reading the Bible, and I'm still not getting more. Okay, 
I got it once, but how come I'm not getting Okay, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept pressing and kept pressing. Well, then my next revelation that I got was Colossians 3.2, mm-hmm. where it says, set your affections on things above. In fact, let me read that really yeah, quick because absolutely. I think it's a good one. And this might be a revelation for others. Let's see here. Is that in the New Testament? Uh, yeah, that's in the New Testament. <laughs> Whenever I can't find it, I'm pretty convinced that they just took it out of my Bible. It doesn't exist here anymore. What's going Where'd on? Where'd it go? <laughs> okay, so Colossians 3, 2. Mm. And it says right here, it says, Set your mind on things above, not on things in the earth. For you, for you died, yeah. and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Uh-huh. Now, I could not figure out. My life is hidden, and yet it says not to hide it under a bushel. Right. So my mind is conflicting. Right. I'm like, the Word of God tells us not to hide our faith under a bushel, but right. yet it says my life is hidden in Christ. And I'll never forget, it was the first time I have ever gotten a revelation in the natural. Mm-hmm. Most of it was very deep. The first one was deeply spiritual. It was like it resonated within my spirit. The next that. one, God used my eyes to get the revelation. Yeah. And so that's why I say revelation comes different ways. Wow. But you've always got to be prepared by faith. So wow. let me give you an example. That's good. Me, this was uh, this was prior to me and Cindy being married and several of our friends. We all decided to go camping. Of course, mm-hmm. girls slept in one tent, guys sure. in another. But we all just went. We were a bunch of young young people. We, it was before Cindy and I really started going together. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember... We were up in the mountains, mm-hmm. and that scripture for the next month and a half bothered me because I was so dead set, I'm going to figure this out. Right. My life is hidden in Christ. My life is hidden in Christ. Mm. And, you know, there's probably a lot of things. I can probably pull things right out of the air right now. Like, okay, that means that, you sure. know what, that because of my spiritual life, that, that God's got me in his hands. You know, yeah. i got to go on and on. But here's what happened. I was fishing. Everybody else was doing some other stuff. Right, right. I'm sitting there with my pole, and I walked up on this log, and I saw a trout. Well, when I walked up on the log, mm-hmm. this trout saw me and r- literally swam right underneath the log that I was under. Well, he swam under there because he was wanting protection. Right. And that's when the Lord reminded me of that scripture. He says, your life is hidden like that. I'm protecting you. Wow. And I'll never forget. I'm like, wow, oh, see, wow, I, wow. God even used the natural things to also explain the deeper the things. The supernatural. The supernatural things. And which is what he did with parables, too, by the way. And yeah. That's what parables yeah, yeah, were. Yeah. He used the natural things to explain to men and women yes. uh, the supernatural things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but other things, they just received by that small, still voice with deep within their heart or right. their spirit. Right. So my point is, is that it took faith for God to begin to activate. Yeah. For me to activate, I should say, mm-hmm. not for God to activate, but mm-hmm. for God to move. Mm-hmm. But it took faith to activate that move of mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And it took That's a good. constant, constant, you know, day in, day out, never, never giving up on it mm-hmm. and believing that God was going to show it. But faith, Reveals the word of God to you. And to me, again, this is not about, you know, just kind of uh, blowing up the image of Pastor Paul here. But I've seen your life for many, 27 years now. I've known you. But to me, that's one of your marks of a pastor is pressing. Yes. I've never seen you not press. Yeah. When it comes to your healing over your body, when it yes. comes to your finances. And when we started the church, it yeah. was hard, Pastor. Yeah. When you, when we first started this church, we were together on this, but yeah. I, the burden wasn't on me. It was on you. Right, the, right. The ultimate burden. No, very good. You know what I mean? And I saw you, but you never gave in and you never gave up. 
You kept pressing. There's got to be more. God, I need an answer. God, I need a breakthrough. God, I need you to break down some wall. You kept pressing. Yes. God, if you called me, it shouldn't be this hard. You kept pressing. Right. And to me, you're discovering new things about yourself the whole time. Yes. There is things from your past that God says, let's heal, let's heal this. That's right. There's things about some insecurities that were brought about because of this position. Am I I not good enough? And God, let's heal this, son. And the whole time you're pressing, yeah. God was healing and revealing. You, you know, and that's what pressing does. It, pressing does just exactly what you say. It does the healing and the revealing. Uh, but, but what it's doing is, is it's giving you the answer yeah. to get what you're in looking for. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of times we go to God looking for answers, but we're not expecting the answer that he's going to give. You're right. You see, when I go in asking God for an answer that's for good. something, that's good. I'm totally okay with whatever the kind of answer it is. Right. A lot of times we have a preconceived idea was, yeah. that God gives us a magic box mm-hmm. and that ultimately I've prayed and prayed by faith so much right. that when I open this box, what I've been looking for is going to pop out. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's not really how it really happens all the time. Right. What I found that with my life is that a lot of times when I'm seeking something, mm-hmm. God will first a lot of times tell me, well, you got to remove this thing mm-hmm. too. Right. There's something you need to remove. The sacrifice. It's that sacrifice, you know. It's it's the revealing of who you are sometimes. Sometimes wow. there's wow. been moments in my life that I have been my own worst enemy yeah. to the very thing that I've been believing for by faith. Right. And the Lord's telling me, son, you need to be healed in this area. Mm. That's what's keeping this thing from coming. And you didn't even know that was coming either. You had no idea. You I just know. wanted my faith answered. Exactly. You wanted this to happen. And God's yes. like, let's, no, let's deal with this. Yes. Something totally different from what you were desiring. Yeah, it totally is. And yet to God, it's very much the same. Yeah. Because to God, it's it's the very thing holding back what I've been trying to give to you anyway. Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> so if we can get rid of this, son, mm-hmm. we can get this to you. Amen. I can get this to you. But better yet. If you'll do this, I can now get this to you. Yeah. So sometimes it's not even just a healing in your own personal life. It's also a revealing of certain things that you need yes. to do. And God has done that many a times in my life. He says, son, do you want this answered for mm-hmm, real? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, God, I mm-hmm. wouldn't press in if I did it. Right. He says, okay, here, here's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with me, but it's just some things that need to be done. Okay, right. let's go fix this area of the ministry. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean that's that that's an issue? Yeah, yeah, that's an issue. Right. And here's what the Lord showed me. He says, because even if I gave you certain things by faith, mm-hmm. he says, if that problem still exists, that very thing that I gave you is going right. to destroy that what you received anyway. Right. So he goes, let's not only fix a problem mm-hmm. and solve a problem mm-hmm. in the process. That's so good. But let's make sure that we solve it so that way what you've been believing for doesn't get destroyed later on, mm-hmm. the things that you're in need of. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, now That's is so it good. always that way? No. Sometimes right. it's just God just does the instant. You yeah. know, it's it's the very thing that I'm looking for. He does it because I've been spending time mm-hmm. seeking him. But mm-hmm. other times it's simply because there's other things in the way. Yeah. Or something needs to be done yeah something i need to do it's not even right. necessarily a fix it's just something i need to do like uh i remember one time the lord had put it on my heart um look there's there's some things that i need to do in your life but here's what i want you to do i want you to go give mm. well it was totally unrelated mm-hmm. he's telling me to give but it had it was totally unrelated to the thing that i was asking for right I'm like what right well not only did i give 
but God did that very thing for me. Right. And so what I've learned is, is that sometimes God needs to use other things in order to activate that faith. Exactly. It's not that I don't have faith enough to move that mountain. Right. But am I willing to sometimes sacrifice? Exactly. Am I willing to press? Mm-hmm. Am I willing to uh, am I willing to stand firm for the long haul? Right. Am I willing to just wait? Right. Am I willing to be patient? Exactly. And that that scenario is am I willing to obey? Yes. Yeah. And, and so there's a lot of things that at times that either destroy your faith, work against your faith, things that need to be fixed. Right. Things that are just in the way. Right. Things that are nothing is necessarily wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just God wants you to do this so that way this can get done. Right. In other words, you reap what you sow. So sometimes you have to sow something and right. reap something. Wow. See, faith comes in a multitude of different packages, but I right. think people kind of isolate faith. Mm-hmm. We isolate it as just one thing. Mm-hmm. Go in and pray and believe, believe, believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet they may pray and pray and pray and never see an answer. Right. Sometimes there's other things. And I remember my pastor for years, he said this. Uh, he had said that somebody had told him, you know, well, pastor, I've tried everything I know to get it. And, the Lord, and, he, and he just said this. He says, well, you haven't tried everything. Because the truth is, is that there's always something mm-hmm. that God that God is looking for. It's Sometimes true. it's not your lack of eternal, internal, right. internal, not right. eternal, right. Internal, internal faith. You have plenty of internal faith. Mm-hmm. You have it. You have the mind, everything. Right. But sometimes God needs you to activate it by doing something, by stepping into it. Absolutely. You see, the people that, when God told them, look, you were going to receive the promised land and mm-hmm. it was going to be a land flowing with milk and honey. Mm-hmm. Well, the land with milk and honey didn't land on top of them. Right. They had to cross a river. Mm-hmm. They had to first get out of the hands of the yes. Egyptians. Yes. Then they had to cross a river. Mm-hmm. Then they had to endure the desert. Mm-hmm. Then they had to cross another river. Mm-hmm. Or they had to cross the sea. I'm sorry. I said river. They had to cross the sea. Right. Cross a des- wilderness. Cross a river. Mm-hmm. And into their promised land. Right. And even then, not all of them made it. Why? Right. Because they're complaining. Yes. For one of those generations, one of the generations didn't make it in because of their complaining and murmuring. Right. Another generation made, got in mm-hmm. because of the other generation that didn't. Right. But even that generation didn't accept it all by faith. Right. And so my point is, is that this is kind of what happens is that we kind of put faith all in one thing. Let's just go pray really, really hard. Right. And God's saying, well, let's cross a Red Sea here. Yeah. Better yet, let's defeat an enemy here. Or mm-hmm. better yet, let's let's sow into something. Mm-hmm. Better yet, let, let's let's get your ad, let's get something fixed in your life personally that's hindering this. Yeah. Oh wow. You see, faith is you. Faith rarely is an internal problem. And to me, it goes back to the scripture you talked about when that trout as an example that when that trout you, when the trout saw you. It hid right back into the rocks. Yes, and your life, our life is hidden and referenced hidden to Christ. Yes, sometimes I for, I think sometimes we forget that our life is hidden in Christ and it's just based purely on the Word. Yes, like God, I'm quoting this scripture. Why aren't you moving? Yeah, and sometimes I believe we get out of alignment as far as our life being hidden in Christ, and we're now using the Word. As like, God, you got to do it now. I'm standing on this yeah, word. Yeah. Our life's no longer hidden. Now it comes that sense of entitlement. Yeah. God, I am standing. Where is it? Yeah. Where is it? And I love your message. You talk about waiting on God. Yeah. You're not waiting on God anymore. You're, de- right. you're demanding God. Right. And this is where we, I know for myself, I've seen in my life where I got far from God. Yeah. Because I'm now, God, I've been standing on your scripture. Where, where's the manifestation of this truth? Yes. I need that peace. So I need this prosperity. Oh, I need this this one thing. Yes. All the while, I'm not waiting on God. I'm demanding God. That's exactly and right. And this is where I know God's like, he's, his, his lips are sealed. Yeah. And he's waiting for me to shut up and really abide in him. Yes. 
This is why we need to understand the depth of God that only comes through his word, mm-hmm. comes through time alone with him. Yes. And what will happen is is that your most holy faith will be built mm. and encouraged. That's why That's it good. says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, why is it come by hearing? Yeah, yeah. Be- because it's another thing you have to do to increase your faith. Right. You see, there's a difference between having enough faith. Most of us, you'd be surprised how much of us have enough faith to get what we done. Need I, done. That's good. I you know, that. if I, if I stub my toe and I need it to be healed, truth is it takes very little faith to get that healed. Right. But what's it going to take to also increase that faith? Mm. Well, you're going to have to you're going to have to get a good, healthy dose of God's word mm-hmm. internally, right? To build up that internal that internal thing right. called faith. Yeah. You see. Here's what most people don't know is that faith is kind of built on uh, about three different things. Mm-hmm. One, it's built on belief. Mm-hmm. Okay, Be- belief is a mental thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, belief is belief is me completely. I, I have belief in something. I completely, wholeheartedly know it in my mind. It's right. a, it's a type of confidence. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like when I go if I'm on a. Uh, you know, well, for one, I play racquetball. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I go play racquetball, if somebody says, are you going to win? Well, I could say arrogantly, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. But now if you ask me, do I think that I'm good enough to win today? And mm-hmm. do you think that I have a good chance? I, of course I do. Right. I, I'll never doubt my ability because I have confidence in it. Right. I have belief in myself. Right. But to just go around toting around like I can just beat everybody, no, no that's silly. Mm-hmm. Do I believe that I can beat anybody? Yes. Mm-hmm. Am I going to tote that around? Well, there's a difference between believing and just being arrogant. Right. You know, that's that's an over-exaggerated yeah. confidence in yourself until you get beat and then you realize, okay, you're not the best in the right. world. So, But no, I do believe in myself. Right. Okay, belief in God is the same way. I mentally, I believe in him. I don't mm-hmm. believe there's anything God can't do. Right. I have complete confidence in that. Right. But then there's the next level of faith. Mm-hmm. And the next level of faith, it's the hope that yeah, I have. That's right. That's okay? Right. That's right. That's why Hebrews 11 one says, faith is the substance of things hoped hope for, for mm-hmm. and the evidence of things unseen. So hope is that internal thing that's working mm-hmm. on the inside of me mm-hmm. that cannot be explained naturally. Mm-hmm. It's already been put in there from the time I was born. Mm-hmm. So that way when the day came that I would either know or hear or have to reason my right. life right. and who I was going to serve, I would have the kind of faith that it would take to to look to mm-hmm. potentially the God of the universe, right. the God of all creation. And that's the Lord himself, just right. like that young lady did with my grandmother. Yes. Okay, is that God already? It's why He says we've all been dealt a measure Measure. of faith. Mm -hmm. Every one of us have enough faith already. It's a little Mm -hmm. drop, Mm -hmm. so that way we have the eyes and the ability to reason. Right. That there is a spiritual being. That there is somebody out there that's bigger than we are. So that gives everyone equal chance, equal opportunity to come to the knowledge, the saving knowledge of who God is. That's the only hope we have if we didn't have it. So everyone has that opportunity. Yes, everybody has it. That's good. Everybody has it. Now, then there's, like I said, then there's different levels of faith. So Mm -hmm. there's the hope, there's, uh, there's, there's first the belief by the, by the way the, no the belief isn't the first one by the way oh. the first one really is the one i just brought up i'm sorry oh. the one that's been dealt to us first okay but then comes the hope mm-hmm. in other words it's that internal thing the thing right. that i cannot see mm-hmm. but then there comes the authority there it is authority is the highest level of faith mm-hmm. that you can attain mm-hmm. that means where you don't just walk in it but you understand it yes. so deeply yeah. it's so in 
integrated mm-hmm. within your spiritual DNA, mm-hmm. your emotional and mental DNA, right. that you hardly get moved by anything. Right. You're so not moved, but that when you speak more, more, more times than not, healing takes place. Yeah. Uh, God shows up. You, mm-hmm. you, you hear even God's verbal voice, mm-hmm. even sometimes at an audible level, mm-hmm. or you see things that others are not going to see mm-hmm. because you've walked, you're walking at such a level of faith, a belief, mm-hmm. one mental, mm-hmm. or, or I'm sorry, that, that, that faith that God dropped in there, mm-hmm. you've grown it. Right. Yeah. But then, which is also a fruit of the spirit, mm-hmm. uh, becomes a fruit. But then comes the the hope, mm-hmm. yeah, or, or the hope, or mm-hmm. the and then the belief. Mm-hmm. But then comes that authority, right. where you walk in it. That when you begin to claim it, that even Satan knows you walk as if you mean business. Mm-hmm. Satan knows it. Even God knows it. Mm-hmm. This is why He gave Adam and Eve dominion and authority. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first things He gave them, and mm-hmm. the reason He gave them this mm-hmm. was because He knew. That they were going to have to fight Satan in the garden, right. defeat him in some way or another. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't use their authority. Right. They should have used the authority that he, they were given. Mm-hmm. So they lost their authority. Mm-hmm. Jesus comes back in Matthew chapter three mm-hmm. or chapter four. Mm-hmm. He goes out into the wilderness in chapter four, right. and what does he do? He uses the authority mm-hmm. that Adam and Eve did not use right. in the garden. Right. Jesus uses it in the wilderness mm-hmm. to defeat Satan. Mm-hmm. So my point is, is it's the highest level of authority when you can speak the word. Mm. That even Satan shudders against. Mm-hmm. It's because you not only believe it, you not only have hope in it, you not mm-hmm. only have trust. That's good. You not only have confidence, but you have. Com- you're walking in that complete authority. In other words, you don't ever believe you can be defeated. Mm-hmm. You don't ever believe that there's ever a bad day. Mm-hmm. And yes, you experience them. Right. But you just don't believe in it. Right. Because you believe that God's greater than your bad day. That's right. God's greater than your circumstance. Mm-hmm. God's greater than your need. God's greater than your wants. There it is. God's greater than the problem. There God's greater than the situation. God's greater than the chaos. Mm-hmm. God's greater than the hurt. God's greater than the region. I can go on and on of all this stuff that mm-hmm. we deal it's with. Good. And you just have a faith. Now, are there many people that walk at that level of authority? Mm-hmm. Not at all. Mm-hmm. No, there's some people that walk at a certain level of authority. Mm-hmm. Then there's people that walk at another level. Mm-hmm. Authority is about the highest level. And you'll find that the highest level of authority, very few walk in. Jesus mm-hmm. walked in it fully. Yeah, Paul was probably the only other one that we know of in New Testament that walked in it probably at just about the same level as Jesus, yeah, really. That's awesome. I, I'm not going to say that verbatim yeah, yeah. because he was no Jesus. I don't mean that. Yeah. I'm just simply saying is that you never see Paul get rocked by anything. Yeah. He even says in in in, in 2 Corinthians 11, mm-hmm. he says of all the things that have come upon me, he says he goes but you don't see me you don't see me worried, you mm-hmm. don't see me down, you mm-hmm. don't see me depressed, you mm-hmm. don't he goes but I do have a concern wow. for the church daily. Mm-hmm. And so Paul was like, man, nothing's defeating me. Mm-hmm. And he walked at such a high level of faith, he could talk to devils and he'd have to instantly go. Mm-hmm. He would pray for somebody and instantly they were healed. Right. Uh, right. He even prayed over handkerchiefs. There was such a high level That's of faith right. that people were getting healed literally because it was such a high level of authority and faith, mm-hmm. an anointing on his life that literally transferred wow. from those cloths two people. Wow. So authority is amazing. Wow. And uh, if a person is ever going to attain a high level of faith, uh, I'm amazed at how many people, let me just say this. This is always funny to me. Yeah. I've had people say, man, I know I had faith. I know I believed Mm -hmm. and God didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Vlad already tells me you did it. Mm -hmm. 
the fact that you only knew it mentally tells me you didn't ne- have the next one hope mm-hmm. necessarily. Right. You didn't necessarily get to the level of hope, mm-hmm. but you definitely didn't get to the level of authority. Right. Because when you ask them, well, what did you do? Well, I just believed. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's actually the lowest level. Right. You see, the highest level is knowing God's word. Right. And taking and using it authoritatively. Right. And that's what Jesus did in the wilderness. He he, he spoke with such authority, he actually spoke his own word. Mm-hmm. He spoke his own word in the wilderness. He wow. didn't speak another word. Wow. He spoke his own against Satan. And everything that he did, he spoke another word. He always yep. spoke the word that he had already previously gave in the Old Testament. That's right. That's right. So his word trumps everything because it's the highest level of authority. And yeah. faith, if we press, if we... If we work to attain that, right, you'll walk around with you'll walk around in such a a, a level of authority mm-hmm. that people will feel it. Even yeah, yeah. In fact, people will be around you and they'll say there's something different about you. Yeah, and I just believe right now the listeners or pastor are very compelled by what you're talking about right here. Yeah. And I believe a lot of them are saying, you know what, pastor. I need that level of faith. You know, what levels, what steps can I take to achieve that? And I believe you said a lot of them from pressing in to, um, and never giving in until that, until it's answered, like you did in your life personally. Yes. When it came to wanting to know something, when we talked about Genesis and God spoke, you got that revelation. And so, listener, we encourage you, do not give up and do not give in. You keep listening to messages and word of faith and read your Bible yourself and, and do not settle for anything less. That's exactly right. There's going to be a sacrifice. It means mm. probably a little bit more time in prayer and yeah, reading. Yeah, and we got that right. You, you, <laughs> we, you, we got that with COVID, man. You got it with COVID, especially if you if you really are in between jobs. Yeah, uh, you know, to walk at that higher level requires you spending a little bit more quality time. Absolutely. And I wouldn't suggest going in just so you can say, "Well, I want a higher level of faith." Right. Uh, because that kind of defeats your purpose. It's it's like a hidden motive. Mm-hmm. No, you do it because you love him. There it is. And it naturally comes upon you and rests upon mm-hmm. you. Paul loved Jesus, so God, so much right. that he was willing to sacrifice everything. Right. But he walked at such a high level of authoritative faith mm-hmm. just simply because he loved him. There it is. And so when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things will be added. Absolutely. What is it? The next level of faith. The next level of faith. There it the is, next level of faith. That's good. The next level of faith. That's so good faith that. has That's different good. levels. Mm-hmm. And the, the highest level is something that very few people attain while on planet Earth yeah. because, one, it requires more of you than most of us are willing to give. You're right. And Luke 10, 19 talks about how Jesus gave us authority and power to trample our snakes and scorpions over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall harm us. Yes. He said that to help others. To help others. Luke, the Luke 4, 18 and 19. Yes. You know, the, uh, behold, those, the anointing of God's upon me to See. help those, release those, and so forth. It isn't for us to keep. That's right. It's to help others. That's exactly right. So... Take your faith to another level. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Even if you don't have to be a minister to go to a high level. Mm-hmm. I know that for a fact. That's good. I know two people personally mm-hmm. that worked at a, that it worked at an extremely high level of faith. Yeah. And you would think that they were ministers, but right. they're not. Right. One's a bricklayer. Yeah. Right. Right. One's a mechanic. Right. And these two people work at the, I'm not kidding. Anything that they pray for and believe for, it's such a, it's yeah. almost so simple the way they do it. But right. they spend quality time because they love him above all things. Amen. And so you don't have to be a minister yeah. to have that highest level of faith. It just depends on what are you willing to sacrifice wow. to do it. Amen. I love a pastor. Amen. So in conclusion, uh, listener, we pray you're encouraged 
uh, after this podcast, you're lit up, you're on fire, like Pastor Paul mentioned in Second Timothy, stir up that most holy gift within you. And as we conclude, we have a couple of acknowledgments we want to go ahead and talk about real quick, briefly. Yes, uh, for sure. You know, we fellowship.fm plays us every Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on somewhere between 1 and 4 o'clock. I would suggest go to their website. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's music. There's all kinds of things to listen to and to read. Awesome. Uh, uh, I guarantee you, you'll enjoy it. It's a great website, but they also play this podcast. And of course, we're on Spotify and mm-hmm. on Anchor. I and love so it. definitely uh, plug us in on your phones and right. uh, however, and listen to us. We're also on Apple as well. Yes. So the podcaster. Yes. I, I saw it the other day, so it's pretty awesome to see that. Yeah, you might actually find us on several other uh, platforms. Mm-hmm. You can go to our website. We actually have like eight oh, different there it platforms is. Yeah. you can go to. And you can put those apps, or you may currently have them on your phone. You mm-hmm. may not even know it, but we're on those platforms also. So definitely check us out. Amen. Well, listener, you be blessed, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can find us at fellowship.fm and Spotify. If you would like more information, prayer, or want to contact us, go to powerhousechurch.us.